perfect. So busy. I don't even know if I can record the show today. Yeah, it's funny. You know, that's too that's much of my schedule. Is. You're overscheduled. And I heard this in action, by the way. And let me just say, you're listening to Dear Anxiety. This is the show where we explore how we relate to our thoughts and feelings. It's a show where we practice tools to help us manage our, help us take care of our mental health. And really, when it comes to mental health, we're all children. When it comes to well-being, we're all children. We're all learning together. So we do all kinds of things on the show, all kinds of topics from, well, today, for example, overscheduling and slowing down. Who can't relate to this in today's culture, in today's world? It's so connected to anxiety, whether it's in our kids' lives or in our own. Why is it such a big issue? How do we slow down? I don't have the answers. This is just on my list of things because every day I make a list that's like longer than, it's like a Torah scroll. It's a long list. I don't do any of it and I keep making the list. So I guess that's the definition of insanity. We'll find out more about it today on Dear Anxiety. And my partner, you know, Luckily, we have her because she is she holds a master's degree from University of Pennsylvania in applied positive psychology. And she is somebody with this great company called GoZen, which teaches resilience skills to kids and parents, schools all over the world, anxiety relief and overscheduling is anxiety is connected to anxiety. And I never really thought about it that way. But this is what we're going to explore. So. I have to tell people, Rini, that yesterday I saw, I heard it in action, which was you trying to take a nap because you never lay down, I'm going to guess. Um, <laughs> and, and you tried to do this and then your kids came in and you had this game that you played with them and that was the quiet game and it was fantastic because <laughs> so they Ed listened to you. called me yesterday to talk about something and I said to him, you know what? I'm actually lying down. I know it's sort of late afternoon and I probably should be sitting up and doing some work, but my body was like, you need to go lie down. <laughs> and then about two minutes into talking to you, my kids came and jumped on the bed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And I said to them, which sounds kind of horrible. Hey, you guys, you want to play the sleeping game? <laughs> but she said, but she said it like that. And you know what? When most kids would say, you know, well, I'm not, I don't know if I want to play that. I want to yell and run around. Her kids went right to sleep. <laughs> I told him whoever is the best sleeper, the best fake sleeper wins. Now, I mean, granted, I wanted to get in a few more minutes talking to Ed, but they were totally into it. Well, you were so convincing. I was like, this is bad parenting 101. <laughs> no, but you were so convinced. You were so convincing. It was like let's let's make a game out of it, and and that was very interesting. But where does this all come from? It comes. It comes from. I'm going to guess that you're somebody who who is overscheduled. You know what? I make it a real priority to have chunks of time where I'm doing nothing, where we're literally staring at the wall, you know, sometimes where we try our best not to have every moment of every day of every weekend scheduled. It usually happens on the weekends. I run in bursts. So I will do bursts of work and then I'll have lots of, you know, free time after that. But then I'll, you know, then I'll do, then I'll burn the midnight oil for a while and then I will be free again. So however it comes, if it comes consistently in chunks, 
or if it comes in these bursts, I try really, really hard not to be overscheduled. But I'll tell you where some of the overscheduling comes from, you know, and we're going to talk about a lot of, you know, where it comes from and, and what's happening. But some of it comes from just not having enough support not having enough of a network to say, hey, you know, um, can you come over for a couple hours, maybe hang out with the kids and I'm going to go do something else or, you know, having having that support network to come in and really give you kind of a break. And so sometimes in order to take that kind of break, if you don't have that kind of village surrounding you, we schedule things for our kids. So sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, let's let's put him in that class. That's 45 minutes, right? right sure. Let's do this. And sometimes that happens. That is, I'm, I'm just going to say it, you know, sometimes that does happen. But yes, to answer your question or your, you know, to, to give you back feedback on your guess about me being overscheduled, I try really diligently not to be, but it does happen at times. What about right, you? Yeah. Well, it's, you know, the thing that you mentioned about having a support network is really what's happened to the culture. And that is that, you know, when I was a kid growing up, there was none of this. Uh, sure, my mom felt overwhelmed for other reasons and for other things. But I had my grandparents downstairs. I had my uncle down the street. I had a neighborhood. And you didn't have to watch your kids. Your kids could go into the street, play and come home at dinner time. It wasn't a world where you had to watch your kids. Yeah. Your kids had and there autonomy. Were no phones, so it's not like you could call them and find out where they were or track them, right, on a GPS. You just no, didn't know where no, they were. No, no. You trusted that, that your kids are out playing and that's it. And that's what happens in a neighborhood. Well, that, that's, that's really changed. And this is what has led to, you know, overscheduling and planning and, and also, you know, this fear of like, well, you know, my daughter doesn't have 14 things today. What are we going to do? Yeah, I think you know? we really need to look at the why. So we talked about a little bit of, you know, maybe you need a break and so you've scheduled something. But really, I think there is, you know, there were a flurry of articles that came out that was like, we're overscheduling our kids and we're overburdening them and they're overscheduled and they're, and they're burning out. I think we need to take a hard look at, <laughs> so we go very black and white. It's like, oh, I don't want to overschedule my kids so we're going to do nothing ever. Right. I think we need to take a hard look at why we are overscheduling. And if we are, if our kids are in scheduled activities and lots of them, if it makes sense for our family. And I know that these two things sound basic. Like, why are we over, are we overscheduled or not? And if our kids are in scheduled activities, is it good for them? But I think these are the basic questions that we need to look at. So in terms of being overscheduled, because all of those articles came out and there were several books that came out, I think people got really scared and that they started going in this other direction. Well, and, you know, there were a lot of articles that came out that boredom is good for you. So we get very black and white. It's like, oh, my kids should be bored. Listen, is there something wrong with enrichment activities? Right? The research shows enrichment activities are great to raise well-rounded kids to have experiences outside of academics, to have opportunities to really hone skills, again, outside of academics. And so it's not a bad thing to have your kids in enrichment activities, right? It's not like a black and white, oh yeah, it's bad. You shouldn't do it. That's not the case. But do they have enough connection time with you? Do you have enough connection time with yourself? Do they have enough connection time with themselves? 
do are they able to reap the benefits of boredom? Because there are benefits. There have been countless studies showing that kids can be more creative, they're, they're more resilient, that when our minds are bored, we daydream, and that sparks creativity. Boredom can give life meaning. So there's lots of benefits to boredom. But it scares us as parents. Because as you said, Ed, earlier, of the time when we used to go out and ride our bikes and no one really knew where we were, that time is pretty much gone. So when we have a bored child near us at home, depending on the age of the child, sometimes that child's like, mommy, play with me. I want to play with you. I'm bored. I'm bored. And we can't tolerate that. It feels stressful, both from it, you're encroaching on my time. And also, I, you know, and also I don't, I don't want to entertain you. And how come you can't figure out what to do? Or we start saying things like, when I was your age, you know, there was none of this. We just went out and we figured it out. But we do have to remember that we literally physically had more space to do that. Whether you had, I'm not talking about physically bigger homes. I'm talking about the ability to access the neighborhood and nature. Right. That's right. Absolutely. There was, there was agent, there was autonomy. You could have agency and autonomy from, from your own, from where you live just from being where you live. You're, you had a whole world there. You had a street, you had neighbors, you could talk to people. It's, it's just a different thing. Now you have a computer and a phone and you have an iPad and you have those kind of things, but it's like you're not okay if you are bored or if you... And, and really, what is the answer? You know, the answer is that there's, there's balance. And the questions that you just asked are questions to ask, you know, <laughs> to yourself. Do I have enough connection with myself? Do I have enough, you know, stimulation? Do I have enough connection with friends? Do I have enough? I mean, this is, it's, it's not, it's not enrichment. It's not, it's, it's balance. If you have balance in your life, if you can at least intend to have balance and ask some of those questions, then you can start to, you know, get some equilibrium back. I feel like people don't have equilibrium in their lives. I feel like we don't have a you know, an ecosystem that that has some of this and some of that and some kind of balance. I feel like there's a lot of panic energy, yeah, which is which is sort of like like a speeded up kind of energy. Like I'm bored. Oh, let me figure something out. Yeah, for you. Yes, it's very difficult to just sit in the ordinariness of a day, which is life. Which is which is again, which can spark deep meaning. And also, if you're doing, 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 and you're so exhausted by the end of the day, and I've had those days for sure, right? I've had one of those days this week. You don't have time to actually process the experiences, to reflect upon the experience, to reap the full benefit of all of the things that you were doing anyway. And neither do our kids when they're going from one thing to another and every moment of their day needs to be optimized or driven towards some goal and really maximized, right? We're trying to maximize everything. So again, we need to look closely at why are we doing this to our kids or with our kids? And some people might be listening and saying, hey, my kids love it. They love the structure. They're driven. They love to be in these activities. And I'm saying more power to them. Like that is amazing. But I think that we need to take time if we feel like our kids are burning out, that they don't have enough time to connect with themselves. They don't have enough time to really lie around and be bored. 
that we feel like we're not seeing them enough, we need to really take a hard look at why we're doing it. Are we scheduling them because, you know, the Joneses down the street are scheduling? And this is happening with my kids. My kids are five and six. We went to uh, an after school event the other day and all these parents were talking about how their kids were in Little League and my son's not in Little League. And I did have the thought cross through my head. Hmm, Should I have oh my goodness, he's five and a half. Like, have I missed the little league boat, right? (laughs) Are we doing it? Are we scheduling our kids to keep up with the Joneses to optimize their, you know, future CV to make sure that we're doing, you know, what's in the social norms nowadays? Are we scheduling them because we need some downtime for ourselves? You know, and none of these things are bad things, right? You want the best for your kids and you want some self-care for yourself. So I'm saying this stuff without judgment. But I really think we need to look at it. And as you said, we need to strike some kind of balance. Yeah, it's that's not uh, based know, in fear. Right. That's not based in fear. Right. And that's not based in shoulds. And that's not based in, you know, comparison. It's sort of like figuring out, you know, what do we do? What do we need? Everybody needs everything. You know, we, we need all kinds of things. I think isolation plays a big part of it. I think not being part of a community is a big deal. Like it you can be when your kids go to a certain school or whatever it is, community is very important. It gives equilibrium to people. It, it gives you a place to go. It gives you a place to share with other people, whether it's around an interest or whether it's around a school, whatever it is. I feel like that's kind of been missing for us. And I feel like a lot of things in my world are about isolation, not enough interaction. Uh, with people for specific, you know, for, for specific reasons in my family. But that can be a real, you know, balance changer, community. And just whether that looks like your your kid has friends that they go over their house or whether it looks like. And also it's important for the parents to have community. It's great if you can have it with kid with your kids, friends, parents, but you need it. And I think sometimes with kids, you forget that it's okay for you to have community that that's that you continue on from before you had kids. You actually continue on with those friends. I think um, it is the most essential nutrient to just human flourishing, really connection, connection with other people, community with other people. I think it's the thing that could <laughs> remedy all ills. Literally, you know, we're missing that connection. And some of it has to do with geography. Sometimes we live far away or, and some of it has to do with scheduling. How could you possibly commune with others when you're working a 12-hour day or your kids are in some 12-hour structure? It's really hard. You get super tired, right? Yeah. 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 And oftentimes you think, this happens to me a lot, I think I'm tired. And I may, I don't sleep very well, so I may be tired, but then I go connect with a friend and all of a sudden I've got all this energy. Where did that come from? Oh my goodness. That's happened to me so many times. I'm actually an introvert by nature. So I recharge by being on my own. So lots of times if there's like some, you know, something going on after my work day, I'm thinking, oh, there's no way I want to do that. I'd rather just do what I was doing the other day when you called and I was lying in bed, you know, but then I go and I love it, right? Because I'm nourished in a different way. I'm given a different energy and you're replenished in lots of ways. Yeah, I, I there, there's hardly ever been a time when I go connect with somebody where I don't, I'm not happy that I did it and I don't feel, 
you know, and I feel this like renew sense of renewal, a sense of energy, a sense of connection and, and a different perspective, you know, on, on where I'm at. But that you that that's really important. But sometimes when you have kids, you forget that that that's not a luxury. That actually is like going to exercise. It's the it's the same process. Like you really have to call somebody or see somebody or take a walk with somebody. You have to do those things. Yes. It's like get out the prescription pad. Go out yeah, into nature, I mean, hang out with someone. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Trees, stand by a tree, you know, sit by a tree. When was the last time you sat by a tree by yourself? If you're listening, you're a parent. Well, yeah, it has been a long time. Why is that? Why is that? I don't know. Uh-huh. We need to ask Good ourselves. Good question to ask. Yeah. Good question to ask. So, so in this process of overscheduling and slowing down, so how do you take somebody from a world where this is what they do and they've just been doing it to a place where we, we interrupt the running? Like I said, this lady, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh, the, the Buddhist minister, the philosopher, the, the genius that he was, or maybe he still is, he said people spend their whole lives running. What we need to practice is stopping. Mm-hmm. I really think there needs to be reflection and thought and deep thought given to a schedule and the number of activities and the well-being of a child and whether they are exhibiting symptoms of burnout. And sometimes when our kids come to us or we do see this burnout and they say, listen, I don't want to play tennis anymore. I don't want to do piano anymore. I don't want to take swimming anymore. And we start to think to ourselves, well, you know, it's hard because you don't want them to quit. Well, we don't want to teach them that dropping out is okay. And so you're trying to figure out, is this a matter of my kid not being gritty enough? Is this something like, should I teach them the lesson of perseverance? So I think it becomes difficult for parents to kind of really understand what's going on with their child. And so we need to be able to have a really good connected relationship with our kids and deeply listen to what's going on in their lives in order to sort of make those decisions, help them make those decisions, because this is something they're going to be going through their entire lives with how much stuff they're kind of stuffing into their lives. So I think it's one practice to really reflect on what activities you're signing up for, why you are, and if your child wants to leave something, you know, why that is and really deeply listen. And then I really do think that we need to look at our life, whether that be in seasons, right? I was talking about working in bursts. So maybe there's the season of the summer, right? Or the season of time off from school. And think about can we have just unstructured days Can we or unstructured time? Do we have enough of that? And then what happens in those periods of time when our kids are doing, quote unquote, nothing? And then I think we need to really evaluate our ideas about productivity. I think this is a huge one, right? And I think there's a trickle down effect with our kids. What do you, you know, when I first had my kids, I started to feel unproductive. I mean, it's like the most productive time of your life. You've just literally created a human inside your body. I don't think you could be more productive than that, right? (laughs) But I started to feel like I'm unproductive because I'm not producing XYZ widget or like piece of content or doing something, you know, that's considered productive. So I think we need to really look at our idea of productivity because I think it's flawed. I really do. I I, I think that, and I don't have an answer. I'm just putting it out there as a thought experiment. What is your idea of what it means to be 
productive because I think that that influences ourselves and it influences us as a you know the family unit and definitely the kids. Am I making sense? And it absolutely sense. I mean, you, you're talking about bringing consciousness and choice to you know how you spend your time, mm-hmm. and and really we think the time runs us. We there's all these things I have to do, and that's what runs my life. Or do I choose what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do? Because making a choice about what you're not going to do is just, you know, that that's an act of choice. So for your kids, it's like, what are you going to do? What are you not going to do? Well, I know that I'm not going to put something else in here so that I'm running 24 hours a day. I know that that doesn't, how does that feel? It doesn't feel good. I feel tired. What is it like to not feel tired? What is it like when you're you know, when you're operating and you're feeling good physically and emotionally, what does that feel like? I think if you ask that question to many, many people, parents, they would say, I don't know what to tell you because I don't know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I'm surviving as a, as a parent. I'm surviving as a worker. I'm surviving as a husband, as a wife, whatever it is. What is it like to feel, you know, to feel well? If you don't remember what that feels like, that's a really good indication that you need to stop and think about how you're living your life. I really love this idea of bringing consciousness, right, to these choices. I like the words that you use. I think it's important to teach kids that they're creating these spaces in their life because, you know, with the advent of social media, you are seeing the highlight reels of everybody else's life. So if you're consciously choosing to create these spaces and slow down and what's the opposite of overscheduling, underscheduling, I guess, yeah, yeah. if you're, if you're making room, dro- if you're making some room and dropping some things out of your schedule, you may notice that other people are still doing all of these things. And so I think that there needs to be a consciousness. I think there needs to be a discussion about it with your kids. I think you need to let them know it's going to be a transition for them if they if they have been doing things from the moment they get up till the moment they get to bed. You know, they go to bed for long periods of time. And then, uh, you know, all of these things, they take time to transition. Right. So if you're making a conscious choice to be less scheduled, if you feel like, yes, I see burnout, you know, in my home, I see exhaustion, I see lack of well-being and maybe some of it can be a trick. And I see that we're doing all of these things, maybe for reasons we don't want in our lives anymore. Right. We're not doing it for the right reasons. Basically, we're not putting our kids in all of these things and they're not choosing to be in all of these things for reasons that we believe in. And you want to make a change, then there's going to be an adjustment period when you make that change. It's like, whoa, I was used to being so busy all the time and now I have space. And sometimes with space, emotions come up. Right. That's absolutely right. You're making space. What do people say? You have too much time to think. Yeah. Feelings and thoughts are going to emerge. Feelings and thoughts that you haven't been feeling because you've been busy. And that's the other thing, this word free time. You know, it could be a positive thing. It could be that you say, you know, it's unscheduled time, but it's free time. What does freedom mean? Free time. It means you get to choose things that you do or don't do in that moment. You don't have anything planned. You have free time. I mean, you know, you have a free period. You have whatever whatever it is. And yeah, you can't just walk out of the house by yourself as a kid and walk through your neighborhood. But you can explore all kinds of things. It's your own time. Learn how to be in your own time. You know, I, I worked with an actor once and he said, you know, when I act, I'm in my own time. There's no, 
I don't have to rush through things. I do it in my time. I learn what my time is. You know, I don't have to speed up. I think emotions a lot too. I think people handle emotions. You try to fill in and speed up and cover over and over schedule over your own feelings. You know, I don't want, you hear people say all the time, I don't want to feel what I'm going to feel. So I, I like to be busy. I like busy. to be busy because I don't want to have to think about it. You know, it yeah. keeps my mind yeah. off well, of you might. it, whatever it is. Well, that's really a lot of work. Mm -hmm. You know, that really is a lot of work. You're putting a lot of energy into keeping it going as opposed to just accepting what is and, and figuring out, you know, who you are and what you feel and what you think and how you want to live. You know, that's not where you want to come to at the end of your life. You don't want to, you know, be in that place maybe. But for your kids, what are you modeling for them? What are you modeling for them? Look, we could do a role play right now. I mean, how could you, how would you talk to a kid? What technique, what tool would you use to get a kid who is busy scheduling to get them unscheduled, to get them to slow down? What mm, would you do? That's a good question. I think we would get to, I, I think we would get them to think about what it would be like in the future, you know? if they were to drop an activity, because that might cause them some sort of low-level anxiety to even think about that. So, right, you know, right. it would depend on what's going on with a kid if they wanted to. Let's say that we knew that it wasn't good for them to be in these six activities, these six extracurriculars, because they're exhausted and they're burned out and they don't have time for themselves and they don't have, you know, time for their well-being and time for to birth something creative and boredom time and reflection time, all of those things, right? They don't have time to sleep some of these kids, right? So all the things that nourish our well-being and you were like, you're like, this is my child. I know they're involved in too many things. Part of that is on me. Part of that's on, you know, the world as it is, but I want to change it. So yeah, let's do a role play. Let's get ready to role play. Okay. So I'll be a kid and I'll, I'm looking through my stuff here and you're my parent and you're telling me, mm -hmm. you know, we'll figure it out here. Listen, I just can't, you know, there's, I got to get, I got to get to karate. You know, we have, I have the martial arts test. And then I have on top of that, I got baseball after that. And then after that, I'm getting together with Jimmy. We have a, you know, there's a, there's going to be a, a picnic that they're going to do. And wow. then we have a movie night where we're going to be outside and I'm looking forward to all of it. I want to do all of it. And, and I got to, I don't have time to, to talk about it. I don't know why you, you know want to talk I to me about it. I think we're going to make a few minutes to talk about it. And a few minutes really isn't going to change anything, right? I hear what you're saying. I mean, you have all... Yeah, but I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. Yes, I know. I know. Being late is hard. Being late is hard. Who wants to be late? Who wants to show up late? I totally get that. You're going to have to throw this one on me, right? Just I say, know. my mom made me late. I, I know how you feel. But look, I, you know what I did? I put everything on a calendar the other day because I thought it would be helpful for us to look at it. And I know your mom's kind of, you know, sort of a dork. I color-coded it so that you can see all the things that you have going on. We have... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did it. That sounds like you. Check this thing out. I mean, you can't even see. There's no wood left on here. Wow. The red oh is all God. your sports stuff. The yellow is all your musical stuff. The black is all your stuff with your friends, Jeez. right? And then the stuff blue is school. And yeah. you know what? You're 11. Yeah. And you're growing up. But that's a lot of stuff. You're doing more stuff in your week than I'm doing at work. So, yeah, tell me. When you yeah. look at this, what do you think? Do you, what do you think? 
Well, it just looks like a lot of stuff. I mean, it, yeah, it is a lot of stuff, but it's all it's all important. I mean, it's all stuff that I, I can't drop in martial arts. That's like, you know, I've been doing that. I mean, I can't I can't drop any of these things. I have to do them all. So I just want to ask you something. If you dropped martial arts, what would be the worst thing about that? I wouldn't be able to get my yellow belt. I wouldn't graduate. I wouldn't be with my friends. Tommy's doing it. Jimmy's doing it. They they all have their, they're about to have their orange belt. And I can't, why you know, would so they're going to so have their orange hard. belt. Why would that be so hard that they would have it and you wouldn't have it? Because they're my friends and I want to, I want to be with them. I want to do stuff with them and I want to be able to talk to them about this stuff and I can't talk to them if I'm not doing it. Mm. And what's the worst part about that, about not being able to talk to them and do kind of the same? Well, thing? maybe they'll stop being my friend. Ah, okay. So what I'm hearing from you is this is something that you do with your friends that you guys are kind of doing together. It almost feels like a team, you know, or some kind yeah. of, yeah, some yeah. kind of thing that you do together that feels really good that you do with your friends. Right. That's right. It doesn't, at least from what I'm hearing right now, sound like it's something that you're doing because, you know, you really love karate and that that's something that you want to do. And that's okay. I'm just making sure that that's what I'm hearing from you. Well, yeah, it is something that I like to do, but I guess what I like the most about it is doing it with my friends. I totally understand what you're saying. Do you remember a few years ago before you were in karate and you were taking piano and playing soccer and some of these other things that you're doing? Do you remember what we used to do for the summer? I don't know if you remember. Mm. We used to go to that cabin. I mean, of course you remember. We used to go all the time, right? We used to go to that yeah. cabin and we used to do, we used to create those challenges. Those like, you know, like our own version of Boy Scouts where we would oh, make fires yeah. and make s'mores and do all those things. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sometimes we just like right. kind of sit around and do nothing for the whole summer. Do you remember? Oh, that was that was a lot of fun because it was so beautiful up there and it was so much fun and I could go by the lake and I could go by the trees and you know I could ride my bike on the path and it was and then there were other kids up there that you know we used to see but we we don't see them anymore but well that was look that was at so this much calendar. fun. You know, I would love for you to be able to fit in some of that stuff for yourself. I would love for you to have the space in your life. And even if you didn't want to do that cabin thing to kind of just create something that you wanted to do, right? Or And that could mm. be nothing. That could be mm. nothing. And I know, I, I hear what mm. you're saying about the karate. I really do. You know, doing something with your friend and you sort of like it and it's like, you know, everyone else would be doing it, but not you, you're good friends. And that would be kind mm. of hard. But yeah. I think that if you look at this calendar and it's dry erase, you know, and you erase a couple of these things, then you would find you have more room for things that you really love in your life too. And sometimes that's nothingness. Does that sound strange? I mean, you know, it's, it sounds a little weird, but... It does um, sound a little weird. It does it sound a little, a little weird. weird. But listen, but you, I want you, know. you to take your finger when you're ready and erase some things from here. I don't think that you need it so filled up like this, but I want you to take your time and really think about what that would feel like for you. I guess. I guess it's feel like I just done that. 
feel a little scary, I guess. I don't know. I have to see. Well, it does. I, I'll try it. I'll try it. Right in this moment, you know, we're going to have to make it. one of these calendars coming up for next year. And I think when we make it for next year, we should try to create some more space because I think you're going to feel different. You know, I noticed that sometimes you're so tired, honey, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't feel like getting ready for these things. And I get it. Yeah. You know, you're constantly getting ready and picking up bags and sometimes you love it. But just think about it. Some more space just for you. Okay? Okay. I guess I can. But I'm gonna run to I'm gonna run to okay. we're gonna be late for karate, so we better go. But I'll think okay. I'll think That's about all, yes. it. I'll think about it. So that was, you know, that was kind of a messy conversation and that's okay. That happens and there's no perfection in this, right? And there's no one, two, three, four technique for everything. Yeah, this is but what you're saying. The, why that's a really good thing is you're going to have all kinds of experiences, but what's the intention? What have you done with this moment? You've made, you've put the idea forth that it is possible. It may be possible to have space. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know what it's going to be. But I'm just floating the possibility that there may be space. And then you're asking them, what is their experience of what they're doing? Are they just doing it? Well, in one case, this kid wants to do this because he wants to be around his friends. Okay, fine. But is everything that they're doing, is it all necessary? Is it all necessary? And what are you missing? So you brought that thing up about the lake. So people have that in their lives. And and yeah. honest to God, they forget it. Yes, it They don't even out. remember. And I was also asking, you know, they what's hard about that for you? What's the worst part about that for you? And why would that be hard for you? Because I was trying to get underneath, right? I'm trying to get underneath the fear to understand what is the primal fear around letting something like karate go. Well, then, you know, I might lose my friends. Right? And for, for other kids, it might fear. be something else. Well, then I won't have it on my resume for college. Or then, I, you know, maybe you'll get an I don't know, and that's okay too. But I was digging in that way to really see what, why we can't let it go. And you're opening up the conversation. And really, I would say, you know, the, the practice, if you want to practice this stuff, do it with yourself. Before you even get to your kids, look at your own life and say, what am I doing? And why am I doing it? Look, you have to work. You have to earn a living. Mm. But what about the other stuff? I think those are really good things. You know, there's a theme here. And the theme is, you know, conscious choices. And what you add to conscious choices is now we live in a world, because of the current world the way it is, you actually have to schedule time where you do nothing. That's on the to-do list. Do nothing. That is the world that we live in. Stare into space. That's the world that... That's the world that we live in. When my grandfather grew up or when my mother grew up, they didn't have this, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like, what are you doing? Well, I'm planning to do nothing. <laughs> this is my 15 minutes was a of different lying world. around. I mean, that's what I said to you the other day when you called. World. It was like, yes, I'm lying down. You did say it. Yes. And you said, yes. and you knew that you needed to do yes, that. Yes, I was being directed by my body. And you knew that you needed to do like, that. You and do you, this. yeah, well, you listen to your body. Well, you know, people don't even do that. You know, so you you listened. So there seems to be this theme of like checking in and figuring out what you where you're at, what you want and listening in some aspects, whether it's to your kid or whether it's to yourself. The other thing is you can't really listen to your kids if you're not listening to yourself. Have you noticed that? Like you really it's really hard to like pretend to listen. Like I'm the master of pretend listening because I grew up 
in, in, a, in a way where other feelings, people's feelings were, I was well thought of if I listened to people well and if I attended to their needs. It wasn't a conscious thing. It wasn't any, there was no meanness in it. It's just what I inferred. It's what I picked up from childhood, right? So my listening is like a survival mechanism. So how do I turn that? And I'm a good listener, but I also have the survival part of it. So how do I turn it into something where I'm actually not pretend listening because it's nice to listen, but because I'm actually listening to my daughter? You know, I want to know what's going on. I want to know what she feels. And I don't need to fix what's uncomfortable about it. The ability to listen without the need to fix right? Or at least the ability to self-regulate when we do feel like we want to fix, which is a lot of the time, which really has comes back to not being able to deal with the distress of the feelings of our own feelings. Oh my goodness, I can't handle that my child is having an issue. So if I fix it, then I won't have to deal with my own uncomfortable feelings of them being uncomfortable. I think one thing that I really would love parents to take away as well from this, really, we talk a lot about the feeling of feeling like you're enough. And I feel like at the end of the day, many, many times we feel like we haven't done enough. Oh, I didn't do enough today. I could have, you know, packed the lunch before uh, before bed. I could have written a few extra things for work. I could have done something extra. I could have run out and got a card for the teacher. I could have. D-. We feel like we end the day behind, right? And that we're crawling out of a hole every morning. And I would love to release that. I would love for parents to feel like at the end of the day, and for everyone, parents, non-parents, educators, humans, for us to be like, I did the best that I can today with the tools that I have. And I'm going to do that same thing tomorrow. And I am enough and I have done enough. Yeah, that's a great, we talk about mantras. That's a great mantra to end the day with. I am enough and I've done enough. And this is not to say that people don't have goals and they don't want to do more, but you are who you are. You're enough. You know, my cousin used to say to me when I was a kid, she used to say, when you're born, when you were born, your job was over. Hmm. I love that. And she was brilliant in that way because we're not talking about accomplishing things in life. We're talking about you are enough in this moment as a human being. You are enough as a human being. Sure, there are all kinds of things you want to do. Sure, there are all kinds of goals. Sure, you can always be better. Sure, you can always do things. But you're a complete person and there's nothing wrong with you. That's the other thing. There is nothing wrong with you. You have challenges. Yes. There is nothing wrong with you. And I have never met a family in this time and working with thousands and thousands of families that are not enough. We're going to wrap up here, but I I will say, you know, we want you to write in. We want you to write in and you can write in to um, gozen.com forward slash Dear Anxiety and just tell us about what's working for you in your life with these issues or what's not, whether it's overscheduling, whether it's slowing down, whether it's mantras, whether it's some behavioral thing that you're going through with your your family or your child or yourself, tell us about it. Let's start the dialogue going. We'll read it. We'll answer it the best we can. We'll give whatever we can, but we'll be a community. And a community together, we can we can start to support these kinds of conscious choices that will lead to living well, being well together. Um, 
good thing to do. And you guys, thank you so much for writing reviews and giving your ratings. It really, really helps us to reach more people. So if you haven't done that on iTunes, Ed, can you let everyone know how to do that? Yes, you go right to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Dear Anxiety on iTunes. You can write reviews there. You can make comments there. We welcome everything that you have to say. You can subscribe there, and you can also subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Stitcher or Google Play or whatever whatever service you use, you can find us. You just look for Dear Anxiety. Um, and I really... Uh, you know, I want to wish everybody a little bit of space in their week this week. All right, guys. Thanks for being right. with us. Thanks for listening. I'm Ed Krasnick. I'm Rini Jane. Keep coming back at Works If You Work It. See you next time. Bye, guys.